0: What is up my friends Matt Hall here from the Network Marketing Mastery Podcast and today is episode 88. I'm really really excited for this topic. Today we are back on the topic of mindset and for those of you who don't know every single week here on the podcast I bring you a mindset episode, a skill set episode and a tool set episode and my goal is really to help you get your mind right, get your feet moving using the tools, mastering the skills that you need to really have success in your network marketing business. Okay and today we're going a little sciencey, we're going a little geeky. I'm really excited about it. We're going to be talking about overcoming the primitive brain. Okay, and this topic, shout out to Mark Bowden, he is the author of the book Tame the Primitive Brain. And definitely check him out, check out his work, check out his book Tame the Primitive Brain. All of this is based off what he teaches. And I just found it so, so fascinating that I wanted to share it here on the podcast. So if you want to check out his book, you can go to mattmindset.com slash 88. I'll put a direct link there for his book so you can check it out and learn a little bit more about him as well. I'll also link to his website. Okay. Now, I love the way that he breaks down the brain and how our actual anatomy, our brain anatomy and physiology impacts the way that we show up in our everyday lives. Okay, so the way that he breaks down the brain is in a three main parts. Okay, and from the bottom of the brain up to the top, there are these three parts. The first at the bottom is the stem, Okay, and another name for this part of the brain is the reptilian brain, and scientists say that it's probably about 500 million years old. Okay. This is the part of your brain, okay, that is, is the most primitive, right? It's the oldest, it's in charge of your basic bodily functions. This is where your body will respond in fight or flight. It's in charge of your general survival, okay? The next part up of your brain is, the ne- next section of your brain is the limbic brain, also known as the social brain. So this is the part of our brain that understands the benefits of being a part of a tribe, right? In uh, in ancient times, we know that there were a lot of dangers. You could die from a mountain lion, or you could die from a neighboring tribe, or all of these different things could literally kill you. And we don't have as many things as many uh, things nowadays that that I feel like are as dangerous to our physical life, right? But in ancient times we needed to be a part of a tribe, and we understood that being a part of a tribe meant safety, and it meant security, right? We literally put ourselves in a social environment to keep ourselves safe, uh, to be able to grow crops together as a tribe, to be able to protect ourselves from wild animals or from, uh, from other tribes, whatever it may be, right? And so that's the limbic part of the brain. It's the part that's in charge of our social life, okay? Then the next part of the brain is only 200,000 years old, and it's the neocortex, okay? It's the newest part of the brain as far as like evolutionary terms goes, okay? And this is the part of the brain that is creative, it's smart thinking, it can uh, have language, it can use mathematics, it's the, it's the intelligent part of the brain, okay? But what's really interesting is as you study these three parts of our brain, when our body becomes when we when we are under pressure or we get stressed or anxious there's a literal physiological response in our brain where the body will pull blood energy and oxygen from the neocortex and pull it down into the lower levels of the brain and so anytime that you're under a lot of pressure you're under a lot of stress Oftentimes, your neocortex will essentially, you know, shut down, turn off, and you will revert to just using your limbic brain, your social brain, or the brainstem, which is your reptilian brain. Okay, so you you bring yourself into a more primitive state. The more anxious, the more pressure you feel, right? So, why is this important? Well, oftentimes, if you are, let's say, you're in a, in an environment, you're talking to somebody in your family and you start to feel anxious, you start to feel upset at them, right? Well, a lot of times what people do is they'll naturally revert to their, their fight or flight system, right? So they'll go all the way down to the reptilian brain, and they can, they can get into an argument with people, right? And when you understand that, when you understand that there are these different parts of your brain, you can have a heightened level of self-awareness, right? And you can know, well, what triggers you into an anxious state or into a stressed out state? And how can you avoid those triggers, right? Also, how could you maybe warn other people? Uh, when you, my wife and I do this all the time, we we understand what our triggers are. And in marriage, there, there are all sorts, there can be all sorts of stress, there can be all sorts of triggers, right? And so we want to maintain a healthy relationship. We want to communicate well and knowing where the other, uh, the other person has a tendency to be triggered by what topics, by what type of things, what type of conversations, we can navigate those a little more carefully and we can treat each other better as a result. right? So warning other people of where you, where you get triggered or also just choosing to act instead of to react. Right. And the majority of people I feel like in their everyday life, they live in a reactionary state. So when something happens around them, they have a circumstance that arises. They react to it. Right. Instead of looking at the circumstance, right, asking what they're making it mean and then choosing how to respond. Okay. Acting instead of reacting, in my opinion, is one of the most amazing things, skills that you can learn just to, to have better relationships. Okay. Okay. So now that you understand these three things, I wanna give you a couple examples of how this all relates to network marketing, okay? One One of the things that first popped into my mind when I was reading about this and learning about this concept is a lot of times people will tell me that they feel stress or they feel anxiety about approaching other people about their business, about their network marketing company, right? Now, why is that? Well, there's the part of our brain, that limbic brain, that social brain, tells us that we need to be accepted by the tribe, right? We need to be accepted by people around us because anciently that was how we survived, right? And so any any rejection by our peers can literally have An effect on our brain that will make us feel like we might die. (laughs) Okay, if you're rejected by your peers, if you're rejected while you're prospecting somebody, for example, that primitive brain is gonna is gonna get anxious and it's gonna say, you know what, we might we might die. And literally, you're not in any real peril, right? But that's a literal feel that fear that happens in the brain. It's the same thing with public speaking. I hear people all the time who say, I cannot public speaking right and a lot of people say that it's their worst fear even worse than dying right and why is that well you're in front of a huge crowd of people a big tribe right and you could you could be rejected by that tribe right they they will judge you based on how you perform in that moment and when you have that many eyeballs on you you it's easy to revert to that primitive brain and to you know, to think that literally you might die when really there's no, there's no, uh, there's no real danger. Okay. So again, this is just to help you become self-aware of how the brain works and why we think the way that we do, why we need to feel accepted. Right now, the truth is that rejection, somebody who doesn't want to be a part of your company, for example, or doesn't want to use your products, that shouldn't hurt you in any way. Right? It doesn't mean necessarily that they they don't like you as a person. It just means that they're not interested in what you're offering. Right? And so when you understand that and when you bring yourself back to that clarity, it's gonna help you overcome your fear. Okay. That level of self-awareness is gonna help you move past that fear, recognize it as not being logical at all, and and recognizing that you're just making it mean something about yourself or about the circumstance that is not true. Okay. So that's one example for you. Now, I want to share another concept that he teaches, which is the four categories that we tend to put people in as we walk throughout our life, okay? Our brainstem is constantly scanning our, env- our environment for benefits or for potential danger, Okay. And again, this is the most primitive part of our brain. It's constantly scanning our environment for benefits or danger, right? If you were to, if a car were racing by and you were standing in front of that car, your primitive brain is going to say, run right now, right? And you're going to run. You're not going to, that fight or flight response is going to say, take the flight, right? Don't fight the the car, take the flight. It's bigger than you, right? Um, But you're also constantly scanning your environment for benefits, So where do you see uh, people that could be beneficial to you? Where do you see people that could help you, right? And there are four categories that your brainstem tends to put people in, okay? The first is the friend category, okay? These are people who you are probably already friends with, okay? Or they could be potential friends, right? People who are very similar to you. Uh, The second category is predators, right and in this in this conversation we 're not literally talking about people who would want to eat you or kill you right that's that's typically a little more rare in our society nowadays now that we 're so advanced but it's we still have uh, that level of oh if I'm rejected by this person, you know you kind of see them as a predator, okay The third category is a potential sexual partner right so somebody that you find attractive, the primitive brain uh, is constantly scanning for them as well, right and the fourth category is indifference right and you are going to default the vast majority of people in your environment into the into the indifferent category where you don't see any benefit there's no you know tangible benefit for you interacting with them they uh, they're not a predator necessarily they're not a potential sex, sexual partner maybe you're already married for example and so you just are indifferent right you're just indifferent towards them and that's where you're going to categorize almost every single person that you encounter on a daily basis. And to prove this to you, uh, Mark, he has, he has people just think, and I, I encourage you to do this activity right now, uh, at the end of the day, if you're at the end of the day, just think over your day so far and ask yourself, how many new people did I meet? How many new people do I remember from the day? And or if you're in the beginning of the day, maybe think about yesterday and think, who did I encounter yesterday? And, and ask yourself how many new people you actually remember. And it's very likely that you'll only remember one or two people, new people from every single day. Okay. And that's, if you're just living your life kind of on autopilot, right? and letting the brainstem do what it naturally does. Okay. You're remembering your friends, obviously, but you might, you might remember somebody uh, who did something nice to you. Maybe they, maybe like happened to my wife yesterday. They let you in to traffic as you were passing by. And so you remembered them because you put them in the friend friend category, right? Uh, Maybe somebody did something really rude to you. So you, they, you put them in the predator category. Maybe you, are single and you saw somebody very attractive. And so you remember them because they could be a potential sexual partner, right? But most likely you put the majority of people in the indifference category and that's why you don't remember them. Okay. You probably only remember one or two people that you, two new people that you met yesterday. Okay. So as network marketers and as just business people in society, this primitive brain does not serve us and we need to learn how to overcome it. Okay? We need to learn how to overcome it, and it doesn't matter what business you're in. You need other people, right? You need relationships. So if you're in a sales role in another company, or if you're, you know, whatever it is that you do, oftentimes we need to we need to build and expand our tribe, right? We can't survive with just a small tribe as much nowadays. We need to have an ever-expanding tribe and get ourselves out of our comfort zone. That's why it's out of our comfort zone to build connections and build relationships. And this network marketing thing is definitely out of our comfort zones, right? The primitive brain says, hey, you know what? You should stay in bed. You should just eat ice cream. The world is totally fine without you. It's you don't need to go out and change the world, right? (laughs) That's what your primitive brain is telling you. But we know better, right? We know that the world needs to shift. We know that we have a message to serve people, to impact people. And if you want to improve your life, right, you're going to need to step out of that primitive brain. So how do you do that? How do you take people? uh, How do you? Yourself actually in a state where you put more people into the friend category, remember people, and establish better connections, right? Well, it all comes down to your actions and the way that you act, and that's going to often reflect how people respond to you, okay? So, the more friendly you are with people, the more people are going to consider you to be a friend, right? The nicer you are, the more that you compliment people. That's why that has such a profound effect on people. It's because they will default you, they will default you into the friend category because you were so nice to them. Maybe you you complimented them and they haven't had a compliment in two days or whatever it may be, and so they'll remember you. They'll put you in that friend category, right? Now, essentially, the way that you can get more people to default you into the friend category, is by you acting like a friend. So normal friend behavior is what you should use with strangers. Now what is normal friend behavior? Well, people that are your friends, you probably naturally agree a lot with them, right? When they talk, when they're sharing things, their thoughts, you are they are your friend most likely because you agree with a lot of things that they tend to say. So as you're interacting with people, the more you just put yourself in agreement with them, oftentimes they'll put you into the friend category. Also, friends typically laugh at your jokes, right? They find you funny. So you can find, choose to find other people funny as they you know, use their humor, right? So what are these normal friend behaviors? Ask yourself, how do I respond around my friends? And how could I shift some of those behaviors to also use those behaviors with people in my everyday life, new people that I'm encountering, Right and some people they they might think well isn't that not really being authentic right there's a big push right now in society to being your authentic self right the problem is your authentic self is actually primitive right your authentic self is actually the primitive brain if we only did what we wanted to do not much would get done right we wouldn't we wouldn't progress and at our core we also have something called agency, right? We have the the ability to decide what it is that we want and then authentically work towards what we want. But we need to actively choose what it is that we want to be, what it is that we want to create, and then pursue that in an authentic way, okay? So that's kind of my, my take on the whole authenticity thing. So don't feel like you're faking something. It's not, in my mind, it's not fake it till you make it. It's actually be interested in the individual that's that's next to you, right? And actually try to establish a deeper connection with them. And when it comes down to it, guys, network marketing, it's all about how can you take people out of that indifference category, have them put you in the friend category, influence them, teach them, uh, get them involved in your mission, your cause, your movement. And that's going to be what, what builds your business, is taking people to a more intimate level of connection, and then asking them if they're open to learning about your product, about your opportunity, and then developing that relationship more and more. This really, really is a relationships business. So I hope that this has been fun for you to to listen to. I hope this, this was a lot of fun for me to research. And if you want to learn more about this, go check out Tame the Primitive Brain, the book by Mark Bowden. Uh, This guy's a genius. He's got a ton of science in his book and in his writings. I definitely recommend that you research him and learn a little bit more. Okay. So that's it for today's episode. In the next episode, we're going to be back on set, and we're going to talk about how to create a movement, how to uh, be a leader essentially. And I think you're going to love that episode. So make sure to tune into that one. That'll be episode 89. And until then, I hope you guys have a great day. Go out today and make some new friends, put people into the friend category, get other people to put you in the friend category and go out and let's let's change the world. Okay. Let's overcome the primitive brain and become our very best selves. I know that our higher power wants us to evolve, wants us to become better and better. So let's go out and let's do it.